0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the Twenty Four Seven Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivans, joined as always by David Lake. Another instant recap edition. Miami somehow finds a way uh, to survive what would have been a pretty embarrassing loss to Central Michigan, winning seventeen to twelve Saturday at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, it was it was very ugly. I don't really. Uh, I don't have a lot of positives to say David I think my big three takeaways from this game is that the same issues we saw against Florida and North Carolina all came back the offensive line was absolutely terrible Um, there was mistakes on special teams and Miami still struggles mightily uh, in coverage your thoughts
1: yeah, I mean, look, a win is a win, and, and of course, you'd much rather win than lose, but this is one of those rare games where it's a win, but it feels like a loss almost. And I agree with with your assessment of the three things that are still issues for this team. Uh, we can start with, I guess, uh, the penalties. You know, that's just sloppiness. Uh, a lot of them were more competitive-type penalties, Uh, They weren't like the delay of game, false start type penalties necessarily that we saw in week zero against Florida. But still, these penalties kept drives alive against a central Michigan team that is clearly less talented. And when you do that, you keep teams in the game. And that's exactly what happened. I think it ended up being 13 penalties for 93 yards. I know one thing that's starting to bother me with this team on the defensive side of the ball is is the way uh, they cannot limit a slot receiver or inside receiver from having a, a good game. Um, that's now been an issue. It was an issue against Florida. It was an issue against North Carolina. Even Bethune-Cookman uh, had some success there within the context of whatever type of success they had on offense, which wasn't much. But still, the... Going into this game, the one guy to know on the Central Michigan offense was Khalil Pimpleton, who is who their slot receiver. He's a Virginia Tech transfer, so he's a power five type talent. He's a guy you need to key in on, and according to stat broadcast during the game, so it's not official, but they had him targeted 20 times. I think he caught, what, 11 passes for 73 yards. So what does that tell you? That tells you That now for four games, opposing offensive coaches think they can generate a lot of favorable matchups with their slot receiver in the passing game. That's something Miami needs to address rather than continuing to go with the striker covering it because, quite frankly, it's not working. I think we need to see more Trajan Bandy out there on first down in the nickel corner spot. And then, oh, special teams, yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know I don't know what to say there at this point. Uh, Bubba Vaxa missed. uh they got to redo it though, because uh the run into the kicker penalty and he made it. So I guess that's a good thing. um you know, I think Lou Headley, he would have had a really, really good game if he didn't have that punt where he held on to the ball way too long on the rugby style kick. That ended up getting tipped. Um, overall, he had a very, very strong game outside of that, and and yeah. Um, sorry, police just came by. <laughs> we're in the parking lot here,
0: just doing a podcast, and a policewoman came to check in on us. So go ahead, Andrew. Um, uh, let's I, penalties were my fourth one. I didn't include that in the initial three. Uh, the offensive line. Oh, yeah. It was bad. Uh, they gave up, I think it was four sacks. Zion Nelson was not. This was the Zion Nelson we saw week one. Um, it was bad, man. It was it was bad. They did make some changes there in the in the third quarter. We saw John Campbell coming to the game for Zion Nelson, and then I think they. Uh, eventually pulled Jakai Clark that put John Campbell at right tackle and they moved Scafe to, to right guard but man that unit uh struggled I don't think they ran run, run blocked very well I will say when you look at Central Michigan I mean I would say probably the strength of their team is that is that front seven and their linemen uh but it was not it was not a good performance I don't really know where Miami goes from here now now that they're kind of rotating guys um but you have the bye week so maybe there's an open competition Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought we maybe thought Zion Nelson took a step forward against North Carolina and certainly against bethune Cookman, but this seems like tonight it was two steps backwards.
1: Yeah. And Zion, you know, right before halftime, I think, um, or in the second quarter, you know, he's going up against Sean at Adesanya, who is a Illinois transfer. So he's a power five guy. He's probably a guy that will have a chance at an NFL career, so he is talented. But still, I mean, you're the starting left tackle uh, at this point. uh, I'm sorry, but it it doesn't really matter that you are a freshman left tackle. You're the starter, so you need to play like a starter. Zion didn't do that today. I thought Ja'Kai Clark also really struggled. There was one play early in the first quarter where he had a chance to kind of get to the second level. And put a block on a linebacker and spring a really potentially big run for Cam Harris, and Jakai missed the block and the linebacker made the tackle, um, and then you know, the safety. I guess it didn't end up being called a safety, but uh, one of the first safety I guess that wasn't actually a safety was Jakai Clark um, just getting overpowered, looking like a freshman. So yeah, I mean you know, look, I guess this is what. The offensive line is going to be just inconsistent. One thing that one complaint I would have, and though typically I'm not a a play calling criticizer guy, um, but I just think in general, this offensive line isn't good enough to do the long developing pass plays like the play action, roll out, wait for a long crosser to come open and hit it. I think. This offense has to be a quick-throw game offense. That's when Jaron's at his best. And from what we saw today, that's when, like, Revin Jordan was most effective. So I think Miami needs to get back to, like like we saw against North Carolina, quite frankly. Get the ball out quick. Uh, work the quick read-option pass game. Um, because, yeah, I think they thought they could kind of do some of these long developing pass plays against central michigan and it didn't work and if you can't do it against central michigan you're probably not going to be able to do it against virginia tech and virginia in the next two games
0: you mentioned the play calling and i'm not a play calling guy either i mean i think it's just so easy to point fingers and we can probably get into this i don't know during the bye week in the podcast but my thing is it does miami have an identity at all on offense four games into the season it's like Everything they do is different. There was no Wildcat tonight. That package seems to be thrown out. Uh, I think they only ran maybe one handoff to a wide receiver. They did all that last week. Um, You know, it's just, it seems like, I guess, I'm assuming Dan has this huge playbook, but they only put so much in, and then it it just, it's almost puzzling at times. I mean, the first drive was great. They went to Will Mallory uh, twice. He, He picked up those yards, and then we never saw Will Mallory get the ball again. Um, so it's just it's frustrating to watch, I think. And I obviously know that the offensive line makes it pretty difficult um, to do that. I mean, it's, it's bad. I will say, you know, I don't want to end this thing on a complete negative note. Um, if I had to give out a game ball, I thought Greg Russo was a, was a freak, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's a uh, he's a dude, and he he had that strip sack where he recovered the fumble. Got the, got to wear the the 305 chain, but man, I don't know. This is this like you said at the beginning of this. This feels like a loss. I'm not very optimistic moving forward. I think every game here moving forward will be a dogfight, aside from maybe the FIU game because I don't think they're very good. But this was. This was bad. A lot of Miami's issues are, are still there. They haven't fixed much.
1: Yeah, so let me keep it positive here, and then we'll wrap this up. You mentioned Greg Rousseau. He definitely played well. I think it's time to make him a starter, give him starter-type snaps. It's time to make that move. I think Trevon Hill played his best game so far as a Hurricane. I think they need to also work him more into the lineup. I think Shaquille Quarterman and Mike Pinkney played fairly well. Um compared to the other games this season and I liked what Gervin Hall did too I thought he was very physical uh you know made made some guys pay after the catch so to speak with some hard hits so those are some of the guys I liked on defense and you know look Miami has a bye week now hopefully they can correct some of these issues and um that's what bye weeks are for so I guess we'll see how it goes let's how do you want to end this Andrew (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm just gonna end it by you know check back to, to miami.247sports.com we'll have full coverage from the game some pro football focused grades I, I'm, I'm sure they'll be extremely interesting <laughs> along with some snap counts uh, one interesting note real quickly uh, Zach McLeod by was not listed in the participation report so you know after huh. he put out the podcast saying that hey maybe this guy should redshirt Manny comes on Tuesday and says he's so important to the team well against central michigan he wasn't important enough to win i guess because he didn't play i mean by all accounts so that's an interesting thing to follow kind of moving forward but yeah miami's coaches will hit the road and start recruiting so uh be sure to check out the site and hopefully the podcast following the virginia tech game uh is a little more enthusiastic let's keep it positive all right we'll talk to you guys later